Welcome back to another season of Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. I'm Shannon Gus, humble Survivor expert and podcaster, here in the clubhouse with Chrissy the Remba, runner-up from Blood vs. Water, and one of the greatest Australian Survivor players of all time, and a runner-up, George Mladenov. We could not get the winners for this, folks. We've got two of our best runners-up. This week, we're asking what's important in week one of Survivor. Before we kick off the conversation, let's take a look at this clip. My little Survivor radar is going up at the moment. Strong people tend to look at the weak people and go like, I'll get rid of them. They're pulling us down. She doesn't give much in the way of challenges. Like, she's not. Like, she's not, I won't miss her. She's she's nothing. Yeah. And we just go, bang, bang, bang. This is a big one for you, George. I know that going against the physical, creating a culture is important to you. What did you think about Eden's kind of philosophy around physicality and the way that was clashing with Nathan, Frankie and their kind of strength-first approach? I think a lot happened, particularly in that clip. Someone like Eden, I'm very proud of him because he's a huge super fan. And sometimes when you're just on the ground, you can feel that some of the other players have Nathan's attitude where they go she's a nothing or they're a nothing. And if you don't do whatever you can early on to set the agenda and to set the tone, then you will be a nothing. But Eden took the bull by the horns. He rallied the troops behind him. We saw Eden form the numbers. And in reality, what happened on the ground, Nathan was in the nothing alliance (laughs) and he's the one that's in trouble at the end of week one. Yeah, Chrissy, how do you look at something like this? I'm a bit different because I went straight in, found the alphas, knew that I needed to win rewards. We Plung wanted to them like a yeah, koala. Did I ever? <laughs> yeah. Found two of the biggest and sandwiched yeah. in there. So yeah. I feel like it's not that you don't need the weaker or not the less, you know, the less physical. You do need them, you need their vote, you need their numbers. But in terms of yeah, finding those alphas and feeling comfy, I, I, I did do that. So I'm a bit different to Georgie. I'm happy to Goldilocks this and kind of go between mm. you where I feel like you have to, I completely agree with you, George, in terms of like creating the culture of the season and the system. We've talked about this recently, even like in Survivor UK, what system are you enabling? And this comes up all the time. And where do you sit in it? And even if someone, someone like Eden was actually included by Nathan yeah. for the most human <laughs> elements that Nathan gave that weren't like, we he can carry this yeah. person. He, he said, I like, Na- I like Eden, he's funny. So Eden would have been in this alliance, but firstly with very little agency. And hmm. who else are Frankie and Nathan targeting? Mark, who Eden's very close to. He would always have been expendable and he wouldn't have created a culture for hopefully the next 47 days mm-hmm. where it's a dynamic gameplay where it has people that you can work with in a really strong way because they would have been at the bottom and they would have mm. been in huge trouble. So I think that is vital, but I do think there's a balance around physicality as much as you can. And unfortunately, well, you've, got, you've got to eat yeah. and you've got to bond but and you've what, got to have relationships. What's equally as important is finding your people. And Eden did that in week one yeah. with Mark. And he did that with the people with a similar attitude to life and a similar age bracket to him in yeah, Caroline yeah. and Kitty. And then... It was very interesting to see Valeria and Viola in that swing position. Yeah. But I feel like the more kind of like intelligence-based, brains-based game players in Eden and Mark pulled them over to form that majority alliance. Eden found his people. Eden is in charge of this tribe with Mark. And Eden's the one that basically decided who went home on night one and congratulations to him. Yeah, and I'm obsessed with the middle-aged mafia. I have... I take some umbrage as a thir- almost 31-year-old woman. I think we're middle-aged, Shannon. Yeah, no, Mark is like 34 or 35. He's so 36. Is, I don't think he is. Isn't he? Anyway, whatever. I just It pains me. But I think in terms of like when you look at it with strength and numbers, I, I think 100% the right 
point. I mean, then it's frankly the right target because I think it's unfortunate that often we see that kind of women question. women go for this when mm. she's aligned with two such strong guys and she's such a strong woman. And in mm. those matchups, that's key. But I just think like Nathan, first episode, Jaden are essential. Yeah. You do need to eat. You don't you want to, to. You need to win. Yeah. So I think that it becomes a balance where she's not with us and she is strong, but she's not the strongest of that. And she goes for that, if that makes sense. On the point of balance, Shannon, I think this is where you do your short-term decision-making. So deciding between Frankie, Nathan, Jaden, or Winner, if you want to call them the minority, immaterial who goes in the grand scheme of things. But for someone like Mark, I don't know if Frankie was the best tactical choice. Because if I'm Mark, I tell myself, I can speak to Winner in Thai. That is an invaluable bond in terms of, like, cultural or social game. Yeah. But am I ever going to have anything in common with Jaden? Am I ever going to walk up to Jaden and rely on him in a vote? Jaden looks like he's having a lot of fun in camp, but it doesn't look like he knows what Survivor is. And if I were Mark and Eden, I might have tried to get rid of Jaden first. Yeah, I didn't see Jaden as a target, personally. I just think he wasn't... He's essential for the yeah, challenges. He wasn't, mm. he wasn't bad, he wasn't good, but he looked strong and big and... You know, Next week, I think about them. it, but not mm. in not an episode not one when you're looking at that. Mm. I think that yeah, in terms of of winner, I don't really know where winner sits because I feel like he was kind of like on like the Nathan side of the split. But mm. like I feel like he's in in no man's land a little bit, which is kind of interesting because he has an idol and he's close to Jaden it seems, but otherwise is kind of floating. So middle age mafia side or within that, there were quite a few alliances formed this yes. week. What mm. stands out to you, Chrissy, is your Favourite alliance that we have so far? Oh, I love V and V together. I'm the obsessed. <laughs> well, I'm going to say Val and... No, just call them the Vs. I was writing I like in my notes of region before they even said Can I was like, the Vs. Okay, let's just I love the Vs They're the together. Vs. It's in the yeah. title. Yeah. Titans V Rebel. Okay, done. Um, there so there it is. Right yeah. Titans, Vs, Vs and Rebels. Yeah. That's what we have exactly, this season, yeah. eh? I love these two fierce women. They've come straight out. They found each other really quickly. You normally see the alpha getting a really good, you know, two or three of the big boys, but these two are going to be, I reckon there's something on here. I think the story of week one is we have so many combos and speaking yes, from duos. experience, yeah, yeah. even Chrissy knows, yeah. a combo is the most dangerous thing in the game of Survivor, but it is also one of the best things in the game of Survivor because yep. once you find your person, once you find your number one, like I did with Kara, like I did with Jerry or with Shawnee and Lisa had a few alliances, then you really have the certainty you need to make reliable decisions strategically in the game. So but we it have... can't be fake either. It has to be organic. Like how true, you meet true. that person, you know, because everyone's coming for you. Everyone wants to be your person. I think my favourite combo is the oddball combo of Ferris and Gary. Yeah. To have <laughs> Ferris who Ferris. is representing Western Sydney on a stick and I'm very proud to see that on the Rebels Tribe with the old undercover detective that catches thieves like a bloodhound. I think that's got a lot of potential to be a very dangerous combo moving forward. I, well, I also did love Gary because it's like, you say you're an undercover cop who sniffs things out, it all sounds very vague, and then he's like, they threw that challenge. I'm yeah. like, okay, that was good. you're good at your job. Like, all right. Like I, and so, Mark. Mark's good yeah, at his I job. Think, yeah, and more Mark. Good at yeah, Mark. Yeah. Well, that's probably my combo. I really love the invisible hand, Mark yeah. and Eden, who I feel like have really been running things. I feel like there is a shorthand already for the invisible hand where it felt like Mark, I felt like was he making a mistake not telling Eden about his name? But then seeing how Eden reacted, I was like, mm, feels like Mark made the right decision. Like he mm. could have been like, I was saving you from yourself. Because we see these super fans, it's like a true and tested tradition to spiral, mm. right? Yeah. I, like I spiral all the time. I'm not even on Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, so. I want to put Eden in my duo with someone, but 
I'm just going to leave him for a little with bit. Mark. Yeah, because he got me a bit nervous with <laughs> the spiral you just referred to. We'll mm. see how he goes. So we look at that, like the invisible hand who we see is like kind of controlling things and they, they target Frankie, as we've kind of spoken about. Another thing that I wanted to say about Frankie as a target, it was interesting. Frankie was so dismissive of everyone from even from like a name mm. perspective and you see mm. like th this is what's about survivor it's such it's a social game it's like and like chrissy you're as an example you like love people you're a people person and the mm. fabric of your game is created in that to see someone like frankie who's like who Savage. is that what's their mm. name yeah. you're not going to create a human she? connection and yeah. they can yeah. see right through it and they immediately did but for her she was very anti the v's the v's liked her though yeah. Yeah. so that's why i like the move from mark because i feel like he separated that kind of strong mm. woman mentality that could have happened i thought that was good what about Jess? Because mm. Jess isn't part of that alliance and oh, she becomes Jess. the target. Yeah. yeah, Jess, Jess. I think it's interesting because sometimes in Survivor you have to live with people in camp. And I felt like Jess felt like she had a reading of the game that was very mismatched from reality on the ground where she felt like she was the queen bee, but in reality she was dispensable yeah, to everyone. Yeah. Yes, you had two competing alliances in episode one and then the alliance of the strong alphas, Nathan, Jaden, Winner was in the minority, but when you have a consensus target, someone like Jess, who exploded so spectacularly at that tribal council, sometimes oh. it's just easy to pick them off and then you reassess the next day. Nerves got the better of her. She talked too much, nearly threw herself under the bus, really, if we go too deep with it. Mm. You can say she nearly did it to herself because if she had just sat back and chilled a bit... But that's spectacular sometimes, Chrissy, because oh, I yeah, think I back to your season <laughs> when you had Brianna yeah. in episode two yeah. as well and I had Michael in episode two of Heroes v Villains... Yeah. Sometimes people just can't keep their cool at tribal council. Yeah. And when you've got your head on the chopping block, that's a good thing because then you can very easily convince people to vote off that person because look how overexcited they get when the pressure's on. I think Jess was gone regardless, honestly. Like, even after Frankie left, I felt like it was not a good situation mm -hmm. because I felt like she has no strategic ins. Like, when they I named agree. that original seven, she's not in that. Well, she, well, she wasn't in the minority, but she wasn't... She had no one and she wasn't physically necessary. So for mm. me, I felt like she was so expendable if you want to win challenges. That's yeah. where we talk about that balance. It's like that's an easy one where we are, can kind yeah, of still keep some strength when the Titans the weakest, have yeah. been doing quite poorly yeah. in that regard. So, But she, she made so many mistakes. Like, and to be able to say to us, I'm not fitting in, I kind of like socially mm. haven't found my place, but then to assert yourself so much. And like, tell everyone who what, you voted What for. I loved the most about the Jess situation was just how much Mark used his diplomatic tact to make Jess feel like she owned the Frankie move. That is real kind of like <laughs> A-grade gameplay this early on in the game. And then when she ruffles so much feathers around in camp and then explodes like she did with emotion at that tribal council, Mark has his hand completely clean. It truly is yeah. the invisible hand. Let's take a look at this clip from tribal council number three. Yeah, if, if, if anyone's sitting here a little stressed that they might be getting some votes and might be going home, and they've got one in their pocket, whip it out as soon as the votes have been written and then play it. I agree with Alex in the sense that it, it's still the first tribal council. And if you've been involved in a lot of the chats and you've heard other people's names, I think you should hold on to it. What was going on there? Because I feel like Ferris... The poker face at Tribal Council was not really pokering. I don't no. think Ferris has a good poker face. <laughs> no, he's, I think he's the, got the something giddy to work little schoolboy laughing. And then I felt like, was Alex picking up on it? Like, what did you think was happening there? I think there were two different things happening at the same time. So at that Tribal Council, Peter's alliance, 
thought they were going to vote off Kelly, but mm -hmm. they were legitimately concerned that Kelly had an idol. Ferris, does he care if Kelly has an idol and plays it? I suppose no in the grand scheme of things, but if Kelly does have an idol and goes home with it, that's good for Ferris. So I feel like Ferris is speaking to Kelly. There's no doubt in my mind. And I think Alex does more of a kind of like vague broad brush comment where the rest of the tribe thinks it's about Kelly, but it's also a coded message to Peter. And I just think we can see on the, the look on Peter's face, she just didn't pick up the clue. But I think Ferris said too much. I have to say that he nearly made it confusing. Like, it was a clean, no talk, just let's do this. And then Ferris said something along the lines, help me. He said someone needs to be made an example out of. Example of someone. Mm. Well, that's not what yeah, that the Yeah, that didn't Kelly... make sense. So yeah. I remember going, Ferris, shush. I don't have a problem with that. Sometimes you do have to set a cultural shift. And if you're okay. going to take a leadership role in the tribe, you set the tone, you set the agenda, and you keep up the pace for the whole game. And it's difficult. It's difficult to do, and it's a risky path. But if Ferris wants to send a message to the tribe that he's on that we are going to have a tribe based on alliances and strategy and physical strength is a bonus. Obviously, he's done really well in challenges, um, but we're not just going to disregard people like Raymond and Kelly on the tribe. It's good that Ferris did that. I feel like Ferris's chat made Alex go, oh, hang on, this isn't as straightforward as we think it is. Maybe if you had an idol, let's consider mm. using... Yeah, well, that's the season I want to see, Ferris leading the troops. OK, I want to talk about harmonious camp life. Because it's fun! Life's just about having fun! Just have a friggin' party! We're only here once! <laughs> Every time we look at you, all our eyes do is focus on that fluoro pink. That is not good. Twister! Baby, Twister! Oh, can we play tonight? Let's play Twister tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it's fair to say Kel's a lot. It's a good energy, it's a big energy, but when it's quiet and you're cold and tired and missing home, yeah. It's a lot. But oh, it was a lot, but yeah, there's, there's, there's like, different a lot. I feel like we're all throwing stones from a glass house at a glass house when we're all a lot. All three of us are a lot. Oh, look, <laughs> there's no doubt, like, Chrissy and I have very eccentric personalities, but Survivor goes 24-7, and um, I think sometimes watching Kelly is highly entertaining. entertaining and I yeah. love Kelly to bits as the Survivor player that we're commentating on on Talking Tribal. Yeah, with the screen in between you that Correct. you can pause when That's you it. need but to. If it's, if it's <laughs> 11 p.m. at night, yeah. there's no lights, you're trying to get what minimal sleep you can get and Kelly's talking non-stop in your ear, I can guarantee you, strategic reason or not, yeah. she'll move very high up my priority list. Yes. Little things. Yeah. You get the ick, it doesn't take much, and you can't come back. Sometimes in Survivor, you need the slightest <sighs> reason to vote people off. Who would forget Season 2, Episode 1, Joan Caballero had a good night's sleep. No one else oh, did, hates and sleep. she got voted off. Oh, they just say, I've never seen sleep shaming like Survivor. <laughs> if you are caught napping one time, the edit will play it over and over again. Like, I actually have a thing that pretty much, unless it's, like, very in control, like Tyson as an example, you can't win if you're shown to be napping. Never sleep, <laughs> always work, always on. So yeah, I, I agree with you, but I also think with Kelly, read the room. Like it's also it's about like weird. reading the people, like look at Alex's face, how are you yeah. missing yeah. this? Like, and this wasn't just one time. I think no. Alex, I think his face might be frozen. Like if the but wind changed. it's not changed, just Alex. Yeah. He is pulling the face. Alex you know, really all isn't into pulling, it though. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, we play Twister once, do we need to play it for four hours every <laughs> single day while we're in camp? Okay, moving on to challenges. Chrissy, I know that you have a new name for the Titans that oh, I like, feel suits I did. Better. I called them the Titanic without <laughs> Titanic. even thinking it was wrong because I was watching this like, 
this is going to be the edit. This is going to be the edit. Like, this is a mess. This is a hot mess. <laughs> the worst I've seen. Yeah. They're running and they're throwing stuff and they're passing and they're yelling at each other. Way too many cooks. Way too many chefs. Mm. But, but I need to say, they were so bad, they made the rebels look way better than I think what they were as well. It mm. wasn't clockwork for either. But I feel like the old Titanic. I'm not even calling them the Titans at this stage. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I truly, I mean, George, you're a noted challenge expert. I'm a challenge beast. <laughs> yes, and um, <laughs> what do you think? What's going wrong here for the Titanic? I think when you're in that kind of combative environment, a lot of people have different kind of takes on how important the challenge is, and you've got a minority alliance that think it's the most important thing in the game of Australian Survivor. Do you need to assert so much leadership Straight during right. the challenges. Yeah. No, sometimes it's about give and take. And you do have a lot of leaders there. You've got Mark, who's at the top of his field and a leader in the game of Survivor. You've got Nathan, you've got Jaden. Winner's got a big personality. Caroline seems like a really strong woman. Kitty looks like a beast. Viola's a beast. It's like when you put all of those together, it hasn't worked in two of the three immunity challenges. Mm. And maybe a few of the people need to take their foot off the accelerator and prioritise when it's the time to put your two cents in. Yeah. Well, I just, I felt like putting the guys up the top with the boulder oh, was one of the most baffling just, decisions. Because they tried to change it, yeah, didn't they? they? Yeah, they, they realised it was horrendous. Quick, it's too yeah. late. When you make too that late. decision, it's too yeah. late. It's yeah. like you've got three of the four strongest men, except the strong man on the tribe, Jaden, literally pushing the boulder going... And you've got everybody else pulling a That's half feminism. a ton of boulder the woman up, down the, the, bottom. up the challenge like I thing. Think it, was just it didn't start well either. Didn't we start with the Titanic forgetting the ball? Like they... we circled back to that. Well, and everything was a mess. The, the first challenge. I felt like Nathan in the first challenge. Like it really embodied that whole first episode for him, where mm. he makes the fire and then he like wasn't communicating, gave it too early. Too early. And the yeah. same whole episode, cranky. it was like. Yeah. This is like a, an analogy for the fact that he was like, oh, he was on top, he was making, and then he like fell flat on yeah. his face. Yeah. And I feel like that trajectory was very much there in the challenge and the episode, so. I think when you look at challenges, it's hard to, sometimes people get really excited with individual ego and moments. And ability. And the thing to do is to be tactical. And particularly in those one-on-one -on -one duels, sometimes there's a chance to lose a duel, noting that you're going to make up ground and win it later on. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think there was any thought put in by the titanic shipwreck of a Titans tribe in week one of Australian mm. Survivor at the Challengers, and sometimes there were too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, well, we, the three of us, have just railed on everyone's challenge performance, which is so hypocritical. Well, it as is. a two-time <laughs> challenge winner, I feel like I've got the right <laughs> to say that. challenge? I won KFC. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, there was a duo challenge. But, but, no, that's, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, KFC. I'm throwing the Did least something? I'm throwing... The, you, you're both great. This okay. is the fried chicken reward challenge. <laughs> OK, what positive Six. challenge things can we now do after we've been so mean? Oh, who, okay, who stands go, up go. positively for you? Mark. Oh, for me, it's Mark. I mean, <laughs> talk guy. about not judging a book by its cover. He just oh, went I judged that book in the ocean. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. And he owned it. This is the thing. If you're going to step up, don't make the rookie over of stepping up and failing because you're going to be a target. He knew he was going to be unstoppable in that swim. Did I believe him? Absolutely not. I'm like, buddy, stay in your lane. Next yeah, minute. Stay in his lane. He, he, he stayed, stayed in, in his lane. lane. <laughs> and then two seconds later, was at the end of the obstacle yeah, course. Was it was just incredible. And it's so good for someone like Mark because even if he dominates challenges like this, he's yep. still never going to be a bigger physical threat coming down right. to it than the Nathans, the Jadens, Alex, Tobias. But 
he's like an asset to the tribe, and that's Definitely. so helpful. So that's really great from a but, challenge perspective. And he was a humble winner because they all noted his abilities, and he didn't go, "I am the greatest swimmer in Look, Australia." I, but he well, just that, went. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm staying on the uh, Titans train here, or the Titan ship, if we keep that ship analogy going. An Australian survivor, but mm -hmm. the other person who's really impressed me at challenges is Viola. I mean. Just looking at Viola, she's got eight abs popping out of here, gigantic tree trunk legs. But when she swatted that player off when they were climbing up the cargo net, I was just like, holy, nothing would have been more like embarrassing than me going in a one-on-one -on -one challenge with Viola and just getting like swatted away. She would have cleaned you up. She would have. She would have, yeah. I would have welcomed that development. Yeah, and before, <laughs> then from a challenge perspective, let's talk about throwing challenges, which is such a big part oh. of Survivor mm. in general. The Rebels threw that third challenge and I just, I just have oh, to I wonder why on earth I mean, well, let's talk about it. Let's mm, talk about it because you've both thrown challenges and it's gone different ways. Chrissy, you threw a challenge. That went well. That did remind the people about... <laughs> I'm still so triggered. <laughs> no, I feel like this needs a bit of discussion because we, yes, we threw it. We were trying to get rid of Benny. Sam, Jesse, and I were on board. Yes, it was a throw. Okay, we definitely didn't do the best we could do. But it wasn't... Croc didn't go home because of that. He came back with another idea and that idea didn't work. So to so... recap, Chrissy threw a challenge and her brother-in-law went home for that. But it matters. Okay, so it does matter. Croc wasn't meant to go home. No, correct. And then he did. Yep. Because of things that happened after the challenge. And but this every, is it. But every time you, you are going to tribal council, you're vulnerable. So that's the risk you 100%. will always take. And if you're going to throw, you are absolutely putting yourself on the line. There's yep. always an element of risk when yeah, you go to risky. tribal council. Yeah. But it's throwing a challenge. Shawnee and I did that in Heroes iconic. v Villains. And we, we weren't shy about doing it. We didn't even bother to push the box and we let the others do it. But you do it at a time and a place. Yeah. Do you do it in episode three of Australian Survivor? Where you've never gone to tribal. Before a single tribal yeah. council, never in a million years. Even but when you're that. halfway through the season, <laughs> when, it's, when right. it's nearly day 30, lines have been drawn in the sand two or three weeks yeah. ago in the game. I know that I'm controlling the majority alliance with my closest ally, Shawnee, and I've taken hostages and I'm willing to cut their heads off and I've made a public statement. Oh, yeah, fully fair. That's when you mm. throw a challenge. Yeah. But in this circumstance, it was high risk, no reward. Yeah. And Peter went home with an idol. There are pros to throwing a challenge, and these are them. After a swap, if you need people to save on the other side, I think that that is valuable despite the risk, and yeah. you weigh that up. And then I think it's also about how much of a liability, like how necessary is it to cut that person? Like, we're going to get to a swap soon. They're definitely going to flip. Mm. That could also be kind of important. But this was so emotional. Yeah. Mm. So much just annoyance at Kelly. Boredom yeah. somehow a couple of days in. And also just so arrogant. But I mm. did love it because my favourite part of this week, which I thought was so great, it was two parallel Revenge of the Nerd <laughs> plot lines. And as a nerd, I was like, yeah, like in the first, the first episode, I was like, I cannot wait for the downfall of, of Frankie and Nathan, but I, yeah. I don't think it'll come now. And it did. And, it came. and then when Alex had yeah. the exact same, the exact same confessional yeah. as Nathan had had in episode one after the challenge saying yeah, he was good. excited, I was like, surely lightning doesn't strike twice. <laughs> and then it happened again, but even better because it was with an idol and a challenge throw. Truly, I'm salivating thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> we we really, this we really got to tell us what changed the dynamic in camp in the scramble? And I think for what for episode three? Yeah, I think for the challenge throw. I think Garrick sniffed it out. I mean, oh, he, was great. he smelt oh, that he challenge was... throw like it was a bloodhound. Garrick, Garrick and he got on it here. and he started changing the vote. And once that murmur starts going around yeah. that there's people Whispers. that are willing to go 
and throw challenges and you don't feel close to them, then it starts to become a big problem. And I think congratulations to Garrick. He, he put two and two together. Too. His job, his instincts. She got voted out. Yeah. yeah, his instincts for that, because I can remember distinctively looking, you know, he looked sideways like they're holding it wrong. He or knew, yeah. He knew the, within the one second... Tobias wasn't pushing. Yeah, that Tobias... Alex wasn't pushing. And Alex was sort of making a bit of a joke of it up the back, but then Garrick was just so... I feel like he was so offended, like yeah. he was so mad that, A, maybe that he wasn't in on it, B, why did it happen? But mm. C, he was just just so cranky that it went that early. But the cuddlers just did so much wrong. You're isolating yeah. yourself as a minority and the throwing the challenge so obviously and then the language, and Nathan did this too, of the way that, like, and I look at, like, Peter approaching Kirby and it's like, come it's with language, us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, come into the majority. It's like, well, it's actually not a majority yeah, without you're her and, the, and you're thinking, you're over there. what majority? Yeah, and like, this is the first into, conversation. Yeah, like, I, am I the tack-on to your alliance? When, when alliances work, particularly over the long term in Survivor, it has to be a partnership. And whether it's a partnership in reality or perception, the other person needs to feel like an equal in terms of the decision making. Oh, yeah, but and they didn't. They, none of, course of the people they that didn't. were approached because they felt knew they like weren't. Because yeah. it was a real pack. I feel like they felt out before they were going to be in. We cuddle yeah, at night. Right. You can come and squeeze into mm. our cuddle crew. You'll be number five and six and you'll take it. Yeah. Like, is that an enticing deal? Of course it's I, not. The onus of language is so important. Yeah. Some players do it so well. And I just thought the, the first rookie season in a while, I saw rookie errors everywhere. So yes. I will give my expert opinion as a, this is my life's work to be a survivor expert. <laughs> Two things. One, have a numerical majority. Two, treat people like human beings, and that's my well, They're, that's they're my very advice. good bare yeah, minimums there, my, Shannon. Yeah. And the third one is when you're working with someone, make them feel important. Make them feel like an equal and give them a say in the decision-making. And Peter didn't do any of that. She walked up to people and said, we are voting for Kelly and we are the majority she and that's sure. what let's you'll not, do. Let's yeah. not miss that Kirby hadn't been in on this and she was getting approached by people. Like, she didn't go for anybody or try to do anything. They wanted mm. her because she was being that less is more kind of figure. Mm. I feel like Peter wanted Kirby and was like, I've got her, but she didn't, you know, mm. and that's where I think Kirby's going to come out. Mm. Something mm. more to this one. Well, you mm. know what they say about assumptions. So a lot of mistakes made yeah. in some pretty earned defeats this week, <laughs> and that brings us to our new segment. It's time for Glory or Death. Glory or Death. Glory or Death. Glory! <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is our new segment, and our producers put in so much effort. This is so don't, good. Yeah. So don't insult it. Okay, so I'm gonna. I told her I'd throw her under the bus. It says .jpg, and she said that I, she asked if she should white it out. I said no, but it was because I kind of wanted to well, make fun of her. Well, my new favorite player is Viola .jpg, and not <laughs> actual Viola. <laughs> JPEG. <laughs> call it that. We so we that. have. So the glory part of it is that we have crowns. We have crowns. Are they here? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Unfortunately, I can't win this award, just like Survivor, but I am <laughs> delighted to take the reins. I was meant to host this segment. Oh. Just like I was meant to host but the show. We vote on who hosts this segment. Chrissy? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, King. But anyway, I am really happy to award the title of glory on the Titans tribe to someone who I think was the absolute standout. And then I think when you bring your life experience to the game of Survivor... You can't do it better than Mark did. Yep. And the way that he's used tact and diplomacy in the most literal sense to make people feel included and important, and he's completely surrounded himself in a majority alliance. And I'll award mm -hmm. the glory of the week Marky. to Mark. Mark.jpg. So, Mark.jpg, you are the But the, the effort, king. and we can play with this after. We can so, play in the breaks. Unfortunately, we've seen an inglorious death 
to Frankie. But thank you for playing Australian Flick. Survivor, Frankie. Flick it down. I hope Bye, you have a nice Frankie. life. And then, sadly for Jess, she couldn't keep up the streak of university academics winning Australian Survivor yes. like Queen Hayley. Well, can we talk about that? But she was fun to watch. Let's After give we Jess a bit of credit. After we I was entertained and she has a glorious death. I, I honestly... <laughs> that's great. See, that's, that's good. She did well with the segment. It looks good. I honestly... I was high on Jess when I first saw her, like, very first, because I was like, Hayley, academic... But then I saw her mm. bio and she was like, I don't have empathy for people. And I was like, oh. I feel like for Jess, you saw her going around. And this is another, like, earned defeat, I feel. She's, like, throwing the vote on Eden. And she's saying things to, like, Caroline and Kitty. She's like, I know you really like Eden. But it's like, okay, well, if you know he, that they like yeah. him, mm. then maybe we should read. And you know what else she did? And I took this personally. She said to, to a group that included, like, Charles, for an example, Eden mm. just knows so much about the game that he's going to be a threat. It's like, yeah, so why does Charles. You, why would you throw him under the bus like that, though? Like, do you know what I would have done if I was Jess? Tell me. Use that knowledge as a benefit. Bond, Walk up yeah. to Eden and say, I feel like you might have the capacity to come up with a good plan. Let me know your ideas. And then, you know, you can start something from there. But, she Christy, we're nervous. not done. She was too nervous. We're not done. Can you do me a favour? Yes. Can you um, kill <laughs> off Peter for me, please? Peter, poor <laughs> Peter, no idea. With the idol. With the idol, Where poor Peter. I thought Peter was fun. No, no Peter was good, but she just... No, she, okay, she wasn't good. Yeah. I mean, she... Oh, she was She was entertaining. No, I, mean, no I, crown. Don't, I don't have a lot of credit to give how this Shannon, week went. Maybe it's her, the talk. The talk no, got me. It's it the was, language. It was the tattoos. They were too intimidating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Before we finish oh the segment, God. who's the glorious winner from the Rebels Trime? Well, I think Jen. we're going to talk about Kirby coming up. I'm not going to give it to Kirby. Ferris, I'm worried about the Tribal Council the poker face. I'm giving it to Garrick. Yes, You're I'm giving it to Garrick? Yes, yes, yes. Well, <laughs> I'm happy with Garrick. Let's give it to Garrick. You are the glorious winner of the Rebels Tribe in week one. Good job, Congratulations. Garrick. Glory! <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. Right. When we return, a history of naughty sandwiches in World of Survivor. Welcome back. This week, Ferris dobbed in the Rebels for engaging in what he called a naughty sandwich. Could there be a new Survivor showmance on the horizon? It wouldn't be the first time. Let's talk about it in World of Survivor. All right, in World of Survivor, we're going to be talking showmances. Chrissy, I'm so excited to teach you about all of the oh, Survivor I don't history. Know what this means. All right, showmances. And um, you know showmances, uh, yeah, Mark obviously. And Mark and Sam, and that's I like have the, the, biggest one. Yes, the definitive yes. Australian Survivor showmance. Yep. But in US Survivor, there was a showmance way back when. I don't know if you know the story, but I Boston definitely. Rob and Amber, you don't know the story? No. They ran <laughs> Survivor All-Stars. They Boston met on the who? show. Or Boston. They... Boston who? <laughs> Boston, okay. Country. We're going to do a lot, of, a lot of education. Boston Rob, maybe the most prolific player. He's like the George of US Survivor, maybe. We can say that. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Is that win Boston. on the fourth time, Shannon? Well, there you go. Just need a couple more. Multi-time player, but he was playing in Survivor All-Stars. Got together with Amber. They were a tight duo. Got to the end, the two of them, Amber won by one vote because people were pretty mad at Boston Rob, but he proposed 
right before the vote. <laughs> Look at real this is the reaction I wanted. True, it's yeah, actually happens. amazing to show watch Chrissy. It on, oh, watch it on good. Ten Play and Paramount you know, Plus. Telling, telling Chrissy <laughs> the story and she's she never heard it. It's something that I could so never good. imagine to do in live. All right. <laughs> and he proposed right before the, the votes were read. And she said no. No, I'm joking. She said yes. Oh, that was, and the, yes. I was walking out but, then. And she okay. got, they got married and they have four daughters and, and, and he subsequently has won as well and they both came back on Winners at War. It's been decades. Oh, yeah. this is good. America's yeah. good. I'm yeah. going to watch. Okay, okay, all right. Okay. Well, that's actually not a I'm great not season, watch. But, uh, well, I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch. Anyway, my point is that that changed. Yeah. Showmances forever. And okay. it was so threatening to be in a showmance that often we'll see kind of something like this, like what we saw with kind of like Alex and Peter, yeah, even I know that, mm, that Frankie mm, had a boyfriend, but you know maybe Nathan and Frankie, that duo, and we do see. I often feel early on, women suffer for that. Where yeah. if they're with like a bulkier guy, even if they're a strong woman, like Frankie yeah. and Peter both were, yeah. they will suffer for that. And I feel like we see that so early. If you get into a showman's early and you're this pair. Yeah. You will be targeted. I mean, yeah. So. so Sammy and Mark met on the other season, yes. not mine. Yeah. And then obviously came back together. And they both went home, did they not? Yes. Exactly my point. There you go. But it's different. it was different in Blood versus Water because everyone was in a couple. Yeah. So that was... We were nice. Yeah. And George, you've never had a showman. I didn't have, I didn't have a showman, but I, I did bring back my best friend in life and my number one ally, Cara, as my family member in the finale in Heroes yeah. v Villains. Yeah. But there's a way to look at these showmances, I think. It's a good and a bad thing. It's a good thing when you tell yourself this is a block, a voting block, and if you're trying to put together a piece of the puzzle mm. and you're trying to solve a tight numbers game, having a tight combination of two gives you a lot of certainty. But it's a problem if you're the third man in. And then I saw that problem with the Shawnee and Liz showman. Yeah. It's not that it was a romantic one like we might have with Coming some up. members of the Cuddle Crew, but when I just thought... Mm, this is a couple, not a thruple. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Any dynamic duo, I think, could be concerning. But I th actually think with a with a showman that might have a romantic kind of like inclination, or even like the cuddling at night, you feel like I will never get in the middle of that. You know, like how yeah. I can't compete with something that feels like almost bigger than the game. So it's not a smart move. Shannon, one of many. Probably, I froth for the day when Tobias cuddles Kelly. Ke Kelly and Tobias? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Well, Maybe that's the showmats we're missing out on. There are probably reasons. Anyone to cuddle yeah. Kel, she's going to yeah. explode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if we cuddle Kel, we can contain her a little bit and then it's, that it's energy a... will get released in ways we'd never expect. Oh. It's also the, the, cuddle, <laughs> the cuddle sandwich thing to me was tough because it's not only about, okay, whether they come off and marry and have children live happily ever after. Which they but did. But it's also... I <laughs> Can yeah. I see him? What yeah. does he look I'll like? Watch you. I'll, after this, I'll show you the visual. proposal I need scene. a visual for yeah. that. Yeah. But it's pretty iconic. At, to be hugging at night or in or nestled in, like we were freezing. It was like four degrees. So to me, you're also bonding in that time. You might yeah. not be having a naughty nuzzle or whatever you're calling it. What did you call it? Sandwich. I don't think anyone said nuzzle. <laughs> no, but <laughs> whatever you think you're doing, it's not oh. just that. There's other, And then other people see that because you get closer. You're only with those people for... Sleeping time and yeah. wake time. Well, a great Survivor player once said, always look can for be who's sleeping next to each other at night, right? Always well, look for who. And you know who said that? Boston Rob. Did he? He's very important there to Survivor Christie. I think we need to teach you a little wow. bit. And, but, okay. okay, so less about sandwiches and cuddling and yep. more about something I know a lot more about, which is spiralling. <laughs> this week we had two nervous Nellies who looked as though they might upend plans. Let's take a look at this clip. Oh, Jess goes home or Ian goes home. Do they actually want Jess out? Or do they actually rather me go out? No, 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 no. Um... 
Scotty, can you comfort me? I'm very stressed. I see so much of myself oh, in that. God. Can you comfort me? I'm very stressed. I say that like four times. Yeah, but day. no one came. Can I just <laughs> say? Comforted her. I'm so I'm so thankful that Kelly's on this season because she's just bringing so much joy and she's so entertaining. But I think this applies to Kelly. I think it's more for Eden. I got like a chill in my spine when Mark said the words, I can't tell Eden that he's the target yeah. because he's going to freak out. And that showed so much foresight, but he was absolutely spot on. And nothing is more scary when you're putting together big strategic plans like Mark Clearly's doing on this Titans tribe than someone yeah. that can't keep their farm calm at tribal council or in that highly stressful scramble environment. And Eden got nervous. Nervous? He got nervous, he oh. panicked. But at the end of the day, the votes went on his side rather than against him. But it's just something to just bank in that checkbook because Mark clearly has a problem, problem. with Eden's yeah. nervous energy. I'm nervous for Eden because, for me, he was killing it. He mm. was my pick. He was on fire. I am loving everything he's saying. His strat was on par. His socials were on par. <laughs> and then I'm watching like this, no, 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 stop, stop. Oh, you're walking too fast. Like, I was, I was with him because he was just so wound up. So... I don't, I, don't I don't want this spiral. I don't want this spiral to think, keep going. I think, you know, it's it's just the second episode. He's such a big fan. He's wanted this for so long and, you know, he, he puts so much on it, which yeah. fans often do. Mm -hmm. I, I saw, like, a kindness from Mark and it might be, there might be some so concern there, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think he's giving, giving Eden him. that space it's, and yeah. then he'll, and he'll, he'll get it. It's a two-way street because if I'm Eden and I hear that plan and it hasn't come from my number one Mark, who clearly was aware that Eden was the backup target... Yeah. I then start getting a little bit of distrust about Mark. Mm. So it really is a hold and watch this space. And it's not just a case of Mark's worry that Eden's nervous. If I'm Eden, aside from getting nervous and then, yes, he's a lifelong super fan and I'm, he's playing a great game after one week, that's for sure. Yeah. But then he starts thinking, why hasn't Mark told me I'm the plan? I think Mark would be like, look at you. You're a mess. Right? Like, yeah. I didn't... I, I was saving you from yourself. If that's the response, then maybe you start thinking that's not the ally for me. No, it's a good ally. Because you do anything for you know your what? number one in the game. Yeah, and he was. He was doing anything for him. He was saving him from yeah. these emotions. From but he that. knew it would be fine and it would. And mm. to Eden's credit, he was yeah. never in danger. It was this unanimous Jess vote. I don't think there was ever anything other than Jess, the target, on Eden. And so Mark's like, if he knows it's fine mm. and he knows that Eden needs to settle into a game he's but loved for decades... A few days in, just give him the space yeah, to not freak out. If you're Val and Viola and you're telling yourself, we are in a majority alliance where the number is only one or two, so they're the swing, essentially, and a member of your alliance panics before tribal council, that doesn't make me feel comfortable moving forward with them in the game. Mm. So Eden's nervous energy is a problem because you could have members of the majority alliance change which flag they plant in the ground. So I, I, I do see it from both ways, but it's a, it's a wait and see in terms of the politics on the Titans tribe. Shan, let me just say, Eden said in his clip, nothing prepares you for the first time you hear your name. So no matter who or where it comes from, you instantly, it takes your breath away. I remember hearing mine and mm. thinking, what? How, how come they don't like me? And you go for everyone. I'm like, if this was Mark and Josh, they're dead. You instantly just go mm, into mm, defensive mm. mech. So... Eden said it, and I love that he said it for people who haven't played. Like, mm. you are, it's a debacle when you hear your name because you're like, oh, everyone hates me. I'm getting 10 votes here. Like, it's, it, it does throw you, and his behaviour mm. demonstrated how what, he came off the rails. What we need, Shannon, is Eden to lose that slightest bit of fear and hesitation that he has as a super fan in how this good he game is. because yeah. he had such yeah. a strong 
plan in episode one that he pulled off. Yeah. And super fans get scared when they play. So you need to lose the other bit of that chain. Don't be worried when your name comes up at Tribal Council. It if, is what it is, yeah. I don't focus be worried. There you go, Eden, we solved it. Don't be don't worried. Be worried. Forget <laughs> about the fear of going home and be glorious. Yeah, well, that fear, it's very, very hard. I mean, yes. he says at Tribal Council that paranoia can help you. And I think he's quoting, because he's always quoting, I think he's quoting Cochran, who won season 26. I think he's saying, you know, that was something that he, that he said, that paranoia can, it can keep you alert, it can keep you aware, it can keep you, you know, not complacent. But I think it was, it was a little bit much. I thought it was okay. He splits the vote in case Jess has an idol. My biggest issue was, again, like at Tribal, that he called out Jess for saying his name, that he'd heard his name. I don't mm. know how much of that was happening at camp, but I thought he made that a little bit too clear where if Jess did have an idol, at that point there was a split and it seemed like the guys actually were with them and it would be okay. But I felt like he put too much on the table too transparently. All of you need to... It's been very entertaining tribal councils, but all of you need to keep quiet at tribal no, council. No, yeah. we want more From the TV, council. yes. I'm from a gameplay, but they just, you know... Shut up. But another move, and I really want to discuss this, mm. such a big move, is that oh. Kirby throws these decoy votes to make yeah. it look like she's voting with the cuddlers. Yeah. Because Kirby's been in control. Like, she's obviously wanted by all the groups. I feel like she has a really strong social game. She's very central, and I, I want to credit that positioning. But do we like this move? I love the move. You love the move? You love the move? I'm sorry. I loved the move. I'm not going to say it's the best move, but I think she had an idea you know, she said, I'm going to make them think that I'm with them and Bad I'm going to be able to get some extra information. But I am, I am worried because I feel like this is going to be my girl in this, in this season. I, there's something about her. I'm worried now that she's going to lose the respect of her team and they're going to be yeah. really cranky about it. I, I think it's a very fine line. And I always have the mentality that you're with me or you're against me and there's nothing in between. So if I'm Ferris and Ferris felt like he was getting a really close social and personal bond with Kirby yeah. that should be a reliable person to work with in the game, not be a number, but to work with. If I'm Ferris and I find out when I get back from Tribal Council that Kirby's done me dirty and voted with the other side, I'm angry. See, but in that's saying my fear. that, <laughs> if I'm Alex, and I think we saw this in the last season of UK Survivor, which if you haven't seen, you should watch it on 10 Play. But if I'm Alex, I tell myself, you knew about the plan you didn't tell me and you voted with me, that's not good enough. But Alex that's think treacherous. That. Alex won't, you should think that. Alex will think that, that they just lost on the split because that's the whole point. So the, the, re, the Kirby can sell it to her group. It's like, I'm going like to help us. Look what I'm going to do. You know, yeah. And they, they're going to give me information info. so we're really yeah. going to be able to control yeah. this as a decoy yeah. vote. You've been a decoy vote before. But for me, firstly, I don't think it's that necessary. They're going to have an eight versus three. They can split. I don't really know why the cuddlers need to be so checked in on by Kirby. I did not enjoy this move. And I mm. really like what Kirby is doing from a social perspective and where she is in like, the positioning of the tribe. But what I, would have made you like it? Nothing. I, I don't <laughs> like, I hated the move. Like, here's, here's how I feel. I feel like there are, I want to give it so much grace. All we see is her talking to Rihanna about it. Mm -hmm. If she didn't tell anyone, which is how we see it, and, and, and Ferris says there's going to be like a binary kind of line in the sand. If she's like going to blindside her allies on this, like you I hate, hate it that. so much. Yeah. I can't even begin to talk. But like, if she told them and we missed that, I still don't really like it because I feel like it makes. But her you're look... okay with it if she no, told them. No, that's the it makes her look actually... erratic. It makes no. her look self-interested. It's it's how the line gets delivered. I think if Kirby tells <gasps> Ferris, "I'm getting information from the other I'm side," I'm getting information. I'm correct. Yeah, self-interested. I'm getting information from the other side, and I'm just letting you know that I'm still with you, but I'm voting for Kelly tonight. Then it's not a problem. No, that's that's going deep undercover in terms of being a double agent, yeah, I like and that, that gives you to pivot 
left and it's right at the appropriate time. It's so it's so self-interested. It's playing way too big too early. And it's the first tribal council. And all you have yeah, but is the exciting. pen you put the pipe in. It woke yeah, me up. Okay. It was kind of Yeah, fun. it was good TV. I'm still nervous. It was good TV, but from a gameplay perspective... Yeah. At the first tribal council where she's now they're trying to put it they're trusting each other try to build something try to yeah, lay a foundation yeah, yeah. she looks around and if she didn't yeah. tell them it's awful if it came from like a ferris and now mm. i'm fully fan fictioning but if it came from ferris to say you should do this oh they'll think you're with them or you're in the position where you can do this and they're all in on it communally then you like it yeah but that's then that's not a move but like then that's fine in that fan fiction scenario but if she even if she told them it's self-interested and if she blindsided them which is what we've seen just so bad. I just hate it. Shannon, I look at it like this. I look at it like this. We're on season nine of Australian Survivor. We've just had award-winning seasons recognised mm. worldwide. Mm -hmm. The standard of gameplay has gone beyond mm. under the radar. This is the first newbie season we've had in a while and we've got players coming in hot. I applaud Kirby for doing what she did. I don't want to see two. a season... You two are going to keep fighting. I don't want to see a you season of stop. players... <laughs> doing nothing in camp and then pretending they're swing yeah. votes and playing yeah. boring games and we all fall asleep. We haven't seen that in week one. I don't think we're going to see that in Australian Survivor Titans v Rebels. And congratulations to all the players, people like Kirby and Mark and Garrick, who are getting out there, living their dreams, playing hard and doing what we want to see out there because it's been great. They toppled an entire alliance. They're making great TV regardless. It was good TV, but you can make big moves that are the right moves. And please don't sacrifice your game for television. George will disagree with me. But <laughs> Kirby, disagree, but love everything else that she's doing. And on that note, that's all we have time for. We'll be back next week with more exclusive Titans vs. Rebels content. Stuff you'll only get here on the Australian Survivor Talking Tribal podcast. As Eden would say, hasta la vista, baby. Thanks for listening to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal, a Network 10 podcast.